you know, there's all kinds of scenes that I respond to in movies. I respond to music sequences. Uh, I respond to big comedy sequences. It was like uh, they galvanized the, the entire theater. Everybody uh, woke up. Everybody got connected. And, you know, and I would go see a, a, a film that had a, a, a sequence like that. I would see it two or three times at the theaters just to see that sequence. And then just to have that experience uh, uh, with an audience. Welcome to Making Tarantino, the podcast. I'm your host, Philip Duke, and I am here with... His cousin, Chip. And on this podcast, we watch and discuss a list of movies that Quentin Tarantino recommends and see if they've influenced his work and see what they're all about. And as we say, we go through these, like, the way I, you know, you imagine you're in 71 for this movie, watching the movie in the theater, or 72, because uh, this movie came out in the U.S. in 72. But for anybody who has not subscribed to us, uh, you can do that wherever you get your podcast. And after subscribing, leave us a review. That would help out uh, anybody. Be the, be the first to review us. And uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. So you ready to get on with the show? Or do you have any uh, house cleaning to do or whatever? No celebrities died? No. 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 All right. I um, was thinking something happened. Thankfully, cross fingers. We're, yep. you know, we're happy about this. Well, you know, all those died so quick. It was like, you know, uh, Stella Stevens, Raquel Welch, Belzer, you know, and it was like, holy mm. shit, stop. <laughs> Quit. Mm. Right. Yeah. Let's get on with the show. So there's no TV spot or trailer because the only one they had was the one that I played last week which had like all music, mm -hmm. gunfight, some gun shooting. Pew, pew, pew. But mm -hmm. everything else is either just that or whatever. Couldn't find a radio spot or a TV spot. So, uh, but what we are going to do, being as this is Chip's first Spaghetti Western for the show and our first for the show, but um, mm -hmm. Chip has only seen like the main ones, right? You've seen all three of the Sergio Leone the main I ones. I believe so. And then maybe you saw Once Upon a Time in the West, but you're not sure. So uh, I don't know. I think I... you you asked me to watch it, and right. I watched it like a long time ago, and I think I, I, think I couldn't get through it or something because I decided to right. watch it way too late at night. Right, right yeah. Three-hour movie, yeah. Um, but uh, for those, uh, so... The following is from Spaghetti Western Database, who are also part of Grindhouse Database, mm -hmm. ran by the same guys. Um, so here, for anybody who doesn't know, is what a Spaghetti Western is. The Spaghetti Western was born in the first half of the 60s and lasted until the second half of the 70s. It got its name from the fact that most of them were directed and produced by Italians, often in collaboration with other European countries, especially Spain and Germany. The name Spaghetti Western originally was a depreciative term given by foreign critics to these films because they thought they were inferior to American Westerns. Most of the films were made with low budgets, but several still managed to be innovative and artistic. 
although at the time they didn't get much recognition, even in Europe. In the 80s, the reputation of the genre grew, and today the term is no longer used disparagingly. Although some Italians still prefer to call the films Western all'italiana, Western Italian style, which I like. In Japan, they are called macaroni westerns, and in Germany, Italo western. So nice. that if you need to look up anything on spaghetti westerns, or you need any help finding a spaghetti western, go to a spaghetti western database, and there's forums on there. You can talk to people. You can chat about that. It's really cool. Um, and, and you can read more. This is just the intro to Spaghetti Westerns. There's then the beginning. There's then, you know, as it went. So pretty cool. Oh, the his history. Yeah. So, and uh, so this movie, Kill the Living and Pray for the Dead, a.k.a. Pray to Kill and Return Alive, a.k.a. <laughs> to Kill a Jackal, a.k.a. Renegade Gun, 1971. Jeez. So here in the United States, it was To Kill a Jackal when it was released in oh, like 72. The plot, after nice. Dan Hogan and his gang rob a bank, they hire a mysterious man to guide them across the Mexican border in return for half of the loot, starring Klaus Kinski as Dan Hogan. So do you know Klaus Kinski? You know his daughter, Natasha Kinski? Do you know her mm -hmm. from anything? Yes. So, uh, yeah, so... I haven't looked up enough about Klaus Kinski, but he's in uh, The Great Silence, which is a great one. That's one that, so I watched that. I told Chip, I go, The Great Silence is on our list. I've been wanting to watch it forever. Mm -hmm. It came up on Criterion Channel. I watched it like in January or February, and I was like, oh, Chip, I watched it. It was good. And Chip's like, it's on our fucking list. What the fuck are you doing? You weren't supposed to watch it. So I'm like, oh, shit. Yep. I'm sorry. Them's the rules. Exactly. So he was in that. Um, he plays Dan Hogan in this movie and pay Pialo Casella as John Webb, Dante mm. Maggio as Jonathan. I only wrote some of these names down because some of these people you're like, is that Reed? Oh, Reed got shot right away. Okay. That's not Reed. Um, yeah. Patricia Auditori as Santa. Yeah. Instead of Santa, Santa, it's written somewhere wrong, but it's Santa. Adriana mm. Goofrey as Sandy and Anna Zinneman as Daisy. So pretty. I think Daisy's the prettiest. Mm. Then Sandy yes. and then the other one. Um, the other two were nice. Written by Adriano Bolzani. So the script by Adriano Bolzani is inspired by American noir crime films of the 30s and 40s. Kind of like what we watch with The Killing. Yeah. Um, and Kinski's entry into the scene reprises Edward G. Robinson's presence in Key Largo, which is true. Like they keep Edward G. Robinson. You haven't seen Key Largo, but they keep him kind yeah. of like he's who is he? Where is he? And then all of a sudden he shows up and it's like, oh, you're a bad guy. Like really cool. Nice. Okay. Cool. Directed by Giuseppe Vari. So this movie is filmed parallel with another spaghetti western, The Last Traitor which also was directed and written by Bari and Balzani in 1971. So that's kind of weird because I wonder if they're like, let's go do this chase scene and then go back to our other movie. Like, how do you keep that, uh, that tone? Separated, like we got to keep yeah. the same tone and how to separate it and all that. 
and there was yeah because they because i mean it, it makes sense that they could do something like that now because of dailies and being able to digitally look at something right away mm -hmm. and see what they've done but yeah. back then it, it was yeah. all film that had to be processed and stuff so it's like well, yeah. <laughs> and especially you think about it like it's film and you're in the middle of the desert you know maybe you're not that far away but you're filming something and then you're yeah. like did we get that i think we did like send it in but the the pros know like I got this. Yeah. I got the people falling in the sand. I got the horse trying to struggle. I got this. I got that. We got it all. We're good. Yeah. Or like somebody like Spielberg where they're like, he knows where his edits are, you know? Yeah. Or like there's that famous thing. There's a famous thing on uh, for Scorsese about Goodfellas. And it's that scene when it's pushing in on Robert De Niro's face at the bar and they're playing yeah. some music over it. And it's like, oh, man, that's so brilliant. And it shows how creepy he is. And he was like, when they were writing it, he was like, write down blah, 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 the name of the song. And the scriptwriter that's helping him is like, what? And he goes, just write that down. And he wrote it down. So Scorsese had that figured out from when they were writing the script, like that he wanted to push into this music. It's like, oh, that's cool. That's awesome. You ready for listener opinions? Yeah, yes. All right, here we go. Man, I don't even have an opinion. Well, you gotta have an opinion. Peter at Grindhouse Database on Instagram wrote, Shoot the Living was okay. I'm a big fan of spaghetti westerns. Seen a good amount of them. This was sort of a slow burn. I was trying to think of any QT connections. Only thing it reminded me of was Hateful Eight with the people stuck together in that Jackal's Ranch or whatever it was called. Overall, I'd give it a 5 out of 10. Like Great Silence would be a 9 out or 10. I think my fave part was the ending. Klaus Kinski always adds a nice level of crazy to movies. Unquote. Mm -hmm. And then John Connell on Twitter wrote, looking forward to watching this one, got a stack of spaghettis lined up. And he had a list. So <laughs> he didn't respond back to us. So I think he's going through some others right now. But also that's the other thing. So... Uh, and that's all of our listener opinions. That's the other thing with, um, it's like video archives podcast. A lot of people mm. will find out because you can find out from the new Bev calendar of what movies are going to be mm. doing. Cause they leave it as a surprise. What do you think? They'll leave you with a clue and you got to figure it out, but oh, okay. the calendar will come out and you're like, Oh, these are the movies. Like I already know, but, yeah. um, I'll just listen to the show without watching the movie. You know, maybe I've seen like like the one that they just did, Great Waldo Pepper with Robert Robert Redford. I think you've seen it where he's on the airplane and he's a pilot. So I've yeah. seen that a long time ago, but I'm not going to rewatch it before I listen to the show. I'm just going to listen to the show and then maybe mm -hmm. I'll go back. And But a lot of these I'll listen to and maybe they'll go, eh, it wasn't that good. And I'll go, okay, I'm not going to waste my time. And maybe they'll go, it was really fucking good. And you go, okay, I got to watch Amphibian Man. And you're like, holy shit, that was amazing. Um, yeah. So that's the thing with this. Like, maybe some people are like, I'm not going to go watch Shoot the Living and Pray for the Dead. I'm just going to hear what Chip mm -hmm. and Philip have to say. Then I'll figure out. So maybe mm -hmm. John Connell's like, oh, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so our sponsor today, which is our pseudo sponsor we always talk about, not Grindhouse Database today, it's Spaghetti Western Database. Like I said, everybody yes. go there, look up what you want to buy physical media, all that stuff you want to know. It's all there. It's people from all over the world, Italians, French, like everybody's on there writing. 
Very cool. Sweet. Awesome. So um, would you like to hear Quentin Tarantino's favorite 20 Italian Westerns? Uh, spaghetti 20? Westerns? Or do you want to wait? I didn't even that? know that they made that many. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. They made a lot, Chip. You uh, hopefully we're. Well, I mean, obviously, we, we've already told everybody that I'm I'm limited on my knowledge of this stuff. So only knowing the Clint Eastwood ones is kind of yeah extremely lacking. Well, <laughs> so. and we have and we have more coming that are on our list. So it's very yeah. uh, fun. But uh, did you want to hear those now or you want to hear them later? Those 20 right now. Yes, sir. Let's All right. So do it. So Spaghetti Western Database, Sebastian over there. Quentin's filming in 2012. He's filming Inglorious Bastards. Sebastian mm-hmm. goes to him, you know, makes arrangements so he can go talk to him. Meets mm-hmm. with Quentin, says, Quentin, what are your 20 favorite Italian Westerns? You know, spaghetti Westerns. And he's like, here well, that's they are. A, that's a high bar, too. It's not like, hey, you're, you're five or you're yeah. 10. Like, you're well, yeah, expecting like, him to be lot. like off the top of his head, 20. But what was funny was he gave the 20. And then on if you go to the website, you can find out he's like also honorable mentions, like here's six more or whatever. Like, yeah. oh, so number one, which I think we all know is his mm. favorite. The Good, the Bad and the Ugly by Sergio Leone, 1966. Mm. Number two, for a few dollars more by Sergio Leone, 65. Django, the original by Sergio Corbucci, 1968. Uh, the Mercenary by Sergio Corbucci, 1968. That is on our list. And Django, nice. the original, is on our list. And um, I think these are all on our list so far. Of course they are. Yes, so. all these are on our list because they're his favorite. Uh, Once Upon a Time in the West, my personal favorite, by Sergio Leone, 1968. A Fistful of Dollars by Sergio Leone, 64. Day of Anger by... Tonino Valeri, 1967. Death Rides a Horse by Giulio Petroni, 1967. That's got Lee Van Cleef in it, your buddy. Uh, Navajo Joe by Sergio Corbucci from 66. Who plays Navajo Joe, Chip? Burt Reynolds, the bandit himself. That's right. Yep. Yes. Uh, The Return of Ringo by Duccio Tassari, 1965. That's a pretty good one. I saw this before... We made arrangements to do the show, so you can't yell at me. I I think I remember Navajo Joe. Oh, really? I think I remember seeing that with Dad. Yeah, I think I watched it before with him. Because isn't he wearing like that kind of that rounded hat, and it's got the the feather in it or something like that? I think so. He's wearing like a brown, like a brown leather kind of suede jacket. Um, the big gun down. Thinking about the right thing, it might be a different movie. It might be that other one, the hundred, but if he's like an Indian, that's his. Cause the other one was like hundred rifles yeah. he was in, I think. Oh, the big okay. the big gun down by Sergio Solima, 1966. A pistol for Ringo, which is the first one, and then there's Return of Ringo. So a pistol mm-hmm. for Ringo by Duccio Tassari from nineteen sixty-five. The Dirty Outlaws, which sounds way cool by Franco Rossetti mm-hmm. from 1967. The Great Silence, which is so fucking good, Chip. I can't wait. By Sergio Corbucci, 68. The Grand Duel, again, Lee Van Cleef. By Gian- Giancarlo Santi, 72. Sorry if I'm boring everybody. We're almost done. Number 16, 
Number 16, Chip, Shoot the Living, Pray for the Dead by Giuseppe Vari, oh. 1971. Uh, Tapipa, which I've always heard about, by Giulio Petroni, 1968. The Ugly Ones by Eugenio Martin, 1966. Viva Django by Ferdinando Baldi, 1967. And Machine Gun Killers by Paleo Bianchini, from 1968. So nice. machine gun throws me off. Cause it's like, that's a Western, but they have a machine gun, but in wild bunch, they had like a, yeah, like a Gatling is. gun. Yeah. Gatling. Yeah. So, and then he mentioned some others. Yeah. So these are all, these are all good. There's some stuff. So check out the website and all that good stuff. We'll have a link in the uh, description below. Let's discuss this movie. I got some things that I wrote down, um, mm. but they were like little notes. So it's not much, but we can go off of this wherever. So this starts out right away, almost like the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like you got Lee Van Cleef sitting there eating soup. This one is like, I was almost, lo you're almost lost. It's going so fast, but yeah. I know it's a slow burn, but it's going fast where he's, he's wanting something. He throws out some coins for this guy. And the guy's like, yeah. well, da, da. and then the guy slowly pulls again. I'm like, you should be faster. If you're going to get the drop on this guy, you need to be faster with your gun. And I think he had well, a he threw a chicken at him. Yeah, yeah. I think he had a problem getting the. I think that was his whole thing was like, I throw this chicken and it's going to slow him down. And because I'm, I'm slow as fuck. Yeah. So it'll a, make me, it'll yeah. give me the edge. I'm not a gunfighter. I'm going to throw the chicken and then yeah. that'll give me time while he's fighting with the chicken for me to, yeah. It wasn't like last week yeah. with a chicken with razor blades on it. It was just a chicken. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Just so. So yeah, it starts out right away. I mean, so a, a damn, the chicken's minding its own damn business. That's right. It's yeah. minding its own it's damn business and then it gets thrown through the air. <laughs> and Son you're, so you're like, okay, what's going on? What does this guy want? What is he getting? And then it cuts to them being like showing up and there's a note that says, come and see me at Jackal's ranch. And mm -hmm. you're like, what the fuck? Like what's, how's this bad guy know them? And then it all comes <clears throat> and all cards starts yeah. coming together, but it's leading you in, in several different directions for me where mm -hmm. he, where you're going, okay, he wants him to meet what's going on. And you kind of know mm -hmm. from reading the plot, but then also with them being like, Daisy's got the gold because that'll yep. throw the cops off. And you're like, oh, that's clever. Like having the girl carry mm -hmm. all the gold. That's awesome. Also, they're, they're like, where is she? And you're like, oh, fuck, did she? And then they're like, well, where's the boss? And then they send that guy to go get the boss and he comes back alone. And they're like, what the fuck? Like did something happened. And he's like, no, no, the boss will be here later. And you're like, well, and that that's the coolest thing about it in the beginning was that all this is kind of at first you're you're confused but then you start realizing how like almost inept everybody was like they're all like trying to they're fighting with each other nobody knows what's going on they're kind of like arguing to the point where the one of the guys is like hey just listen to me yeah like he's getting that frustrated like i'm the boss listen to me now when he's not here I, i'm here you know kind of a thing. well and that's what was funny later when he's like, you go back and check on him. I'm not going to go. You go check out. I'm not going to go. Fuck it. Fuck that. I'm lazy. I'm laying here in the sand. Leave me alone. And finally, the guy's like, we'll do what I say. Like you said, same guy. I'll fucking run the show. Oh, will you? Yeah. We'll see. Hand, hand the boss the gun mm -hmm. and tell him what. Tell him some lie. So 
Um, so that hostess, when they, when our guy, John Webb shows up to this place, it's just him, the mm. old man. I love that old man. He's so cool. Um, he's your stereotypical old man that they always have in these Westerns of like, like, let me tell you about the town or let me tell you about this. And of course he's got to give the well, exposition. Yeah. Well, and the, his voice, like, like right away they're, they're trying to do the, the, you know, real bravo kind of a, a little bit of a voice kind of a thing like yeah. you know old guy ah, yeah. kind of a thing but the, i loved the fact that they kept having him say that yes siree yes siree like yeah. that over and over again and just like like he's talking to anybody which, who will listen and almost to himself and i was just like okay which you're also wondering i think you like me watch this dubbed so i'm wondering if the italian yeah. was yes siree or if it was something else you know if it was yeah. uh uh, you know, some Italian that I can't think of just like, yes, sir, or yes. But yeah, that's, that was great. But this hostess should just get with anyone to get out of there. She's just like, Oh, have you been to New York? Have you been to LA? Have you been to California? Have you been all over? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, Oh, really? I'm so in love with you. <laughs> like, uh, and I like also he's our hero. He's the Mr. T of the situation that wants milk. Like he shows up, she pours yeah. him wine. He's like, no, I just want water. She's like, okay. But also he's got to keep his wits about him because, mm -hmm. you know, going to, so. Well, and that's what I thought was cool was that he was doing the typical, like, you know, cowboy leaning against the counter, mm -hmm. slowly, you know, drinking his drink or whatever, like watching the door kind of a thing. But he's doing it with water. Like he yeah. wasn't yeah. even, you know, didn't even well, you know, throw down a coin for, you know, them to pour whiskey that, that, spills off and burnt it looks like it's burning the fucking wood yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. water this shows how much chip and i love back to the future three when he pours he pours dock yeah. whiskey and it fucking it's smoking up the, the dirt the uh wooden bar yeah. yeah and then he's like how much did he drink he didn't he or he took a sip or he smelled it or something um but anyway you can see yeah. how these movies are stylized like if you look at rio bravo mm -hmm. It's Howard Hawks. It looks beautiful. It's got certain shots that are really great. But this one, you could see where it's a composition of everybody in the background, maybe, you know, when the stagecoach yeah. arrives shortly, like that of like him leaning there and maybe, you know, or them talking to maybe Kinski or whoever's up close. And then you see John mm -hmm. Webb in the background, like they're just done really good. And and also makes it more gritty than our Hollywood westerns were in the fifties. Yeah. You know, it was coming to the because of this. Then our westerns were like, oh wait, we got to change it up. We got to do something, you know, gritty. And Sam Peckinpah's like, let me yeah. give you a pile bunch. But everything was like, you know, everybody's wearing like clean outfits, and you know, Gene Autry is like, hey, here I am to be your hero, and you're like you know, Roy Rogers and Let me stuff. sing to you. Yeah. And these are guys like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, so, so then the stagecoach arrives and I wrote, now we have a situation and this for sure, <laughs> for sure. Like Peter said, this, this is so like hateful eight where the bad guys yeah. are there and we'll just say it now instead of getting to it later. But this is where I would think Quentin would be like, I'm going to hide everybody. Yeah. And I'm going to rearrange the narrative. So you see mm -hmm. these people there, stagecoach shows up. 
you know, and all these bad guys are there. It's the same situation. But if you told it in a different narrative, you don't know that those are bad guys. When the stagecoach yeah. arrives, you're just like the stagecoach people. Uh, Six Horse Judy, is that her name? And I love Zoe Bell. Um, when yeah. she was like, you know, and then later on in Hateful Eight, can you ride a six horse team? I don't think so. And then you need more horses. And I don't think so. And y'all be damned. Oh, she's so good. Um, not That's not Stagecoach Judy, but that's Daisy Domergoo. And she's like, how many people we have? 15 strong. Anyway. Um, oh, so good. Man, she should have won an award. Oh, damn it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. The, uh, so they show up, but you know that these are bad guys, but they don't. And they're just like, hey. And the rich guy is like, oh. And the woman is just, you can, and the woman even says, you can kind of tell, but also the guy's like, we're not at a, you know, we're not at a social, like you need to behave. And she's just like, I don't give a shit. Like I'm fucking, <laughs> you know, like I only married you for your money. And you're like, holy shit. But then later on, she's like, don't hurt him. And you're like, oh, wow, she like cares enough. She doesn't care, but she, you know, she's like, I'm only in it for the money. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, is like, just, just karma is a bitch. Okay. For the Mm -hmm. shit that happens with this Mm -hmm. lady throughout this whole movie. Oh, yeah. 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 The finale and stuff where you're just like, if she would have just shut the fuck up. (laughs) <laughs> well, maybe just kind of just went along with for the ride and just did what she was supposed to yeah it's that thing of like i'm in love with the bad guy like i want to be with the bad dude but don't wish for that too much because he's a bad dude for a reason and yeah. we'll get to it later but that's what i loved how he's just like i'll take your watch go ahead anyway we'll talk about it in a minute but then klaus mm-hmm. kinski shows up and he is so great and he's just like crazy. And then they're like, get up to the room. And he goes up to the room to like rest. And they're like, where's For Daisy? Me, oh, and Daisy Dobber. For me, he was. Daisy. Maybe that's where yeah. he got the name. <laughs> For me, it was very much in the moment that he showed up. And right when he started acting, I was like, this is the Joker in the West. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. what I felt like was like, he like him as an actor could have been the joker yeah. but like i'm watching this and i'm like this is the joker of the west he's got his he can't be trusted he doesn't trust anybody he's yeah. just so you yeah you can't volatile trust him. and chaotic yeah. you don't know yeah. yeah yeah he and his looks like him just laying in that bed that cool shot of the cameras pushing in on the mm-hmm. on the footboard and he goes through it um and then ju- and then like you said where he's so like he's waiting up there and then he goes over to look out the mm-hmm. window and then just knocks the fucking uh, the sink and stuff down that they use for a sink. The little he just knocks mm-hmm. that shit over and leaves and runs down there. And you're like, this guy is just like nuts. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And so then the Rangers arrive. Does he not come down until after the Rangers leave? I forget. Or is he there? Yeah, I think, I think he's there. No, he's um... there. He's the one that tells them you go to the you go to the stable and you take her to the bunkhouse and you know, all this stuff. The, so the Rangers arrive and now you're like, Oh shit, tension. What's going to happen. And that guy is just talking. Everything's normal. Everybody's talking. How you doing? You want me to fix, you want me to fix the telegram? No, I already fixed it. You know? Oh, did you, could you send us something then? Oh shit. Um, okay. Yeah, sure. I guess I'll, you know, (laughs) yeah. 
and I thought that was awesome because he's he's like, yeah, this is what you want, whatever, and he's kind of just like pretending. Yeah, he's like slow down. He's like slow down. Hang on, let me. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. and and the guns are pointing at him, and you're like, is some shit gonna break off right now? Like, what's gonna happen? You know, Mm -hmm. and again, this one. I don't want to say the most more, but maybe because we're thinking hateful eight, this is a tense mm. moment of, uh, of uh, Channing Tatum down below. And you're like, when is he coming out? Yeah. What the fuck? And then shoots through the floor and you're like, I forgot about Channing Tatum. You're thinking <laughs> that some shots are going to be going off yeah. here. And you're just like, what the fuck? Mm. And, and then the one woman gets taken out to the, out to the barn and the guy's like looking, watching for the ranger, waiting for them to leave. And she's like, I'm going to try to escape. And yeah. then he jumps down to get her. Now, I forget which woman this is, but he looks like he's going to rape her, but he's choking her and she dies. And then yeah. he's like, oh, shit. And he's torn up by it. But when that other guy comes in, the other guy's like, you killed her, you fucking maniac. And I'll be like, no, no, it was an accident. <laughs> and then they get in a fight well what's funny about it is at the beginning of that when she's trying to get away Mm -hmm. slowly trying to get away and she makes too much noise but i'm sitting here going and i'm this is you know i rarely like talk to the screen like yell at the screen you're not yeah you're not like basically was like he told you he told you to tie her up Oh, see, I didn't like like that. I yeah, remember yeah. this specifically yeah. earlier that he said, take her out and tie her yeah. up. And, and I'm just like, motherfucker, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, because I'm sitting here thinking I'm thinking that this is going to get somebody killed inside of the main building. Right. Yeah, because yeah. she's going to scream or something like that not thinking that he's going to end up killing her. And I'm just like, oh, well, shit, you which know. was cool, though, because it was that change. Mm-hmm. And then also when he's like, so then also when he's like, so the other guy's like, so you're going to shoot me and alert the Rangers. And he's like, you're right. And then Mm. they fight and they throws a knife in the guy's back. And now the guy is like, well, I'm dying. So I'm going to go ahead and shoot him and alert the Rangers and fucking shoots him. But the Rangers don't hear anything because it's so loud. Go ahead. Yeah, because the thunder and the lightning that's going yeah. on outside, the the weather's so bad that it doesn't matter. Yep. And because I was like, oh, shit, he shot. It's going to be, you know, I'm not talking to Scream this time because my wife's sleeping next to me. But I'm like, oh, shit, like something's going to happen. And then it cuts to them just like thunder and lightning. And they're just like, OK, well, I guess we'll be going now. And yeah, and that fight was pretty good. And, you know, the knife in the back is always funny. It's like we had on Wonder Women throw that throwing star at her back and she's dead. It's like, come on, yeah. you only threw one throwing star. Um, well, in the way that he threw it, like, like it wasn't even like he had this full yeah, motion of like, like oh, I'll put my whole weight behind it and give it everything. It was just a flink like that. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's completely in his back, like yeah. to the hilt. And I'm like, seriously? Like, yeah. no, that's not going to, it could have like barely the tip probably would have went in him and it would have fell out or he would have pulled it out. So what the fuck? You know what that made me think of? And I don't know if they ever did it. I need to look this up. But what if the Shaw brothers did like a mm. Kung Fu, but instead of Kung Fu, it was like a Western, but it was Shaw brothers style, like with sword fighting or knife oh. throwing, like that'd be cool. Like, you know, yeah. they did some like ghost stories and murder mystery things like that but um anyway oh that's cool but but that would be neat if they did do one 
Um, but the, well, I mean, they're not a Shaw Brothers doesn't exist anymore. But if they did back then, it yeah. would be good to find. Um, anybody out there, let me know if they did. Um, then the Rangers leave. And so then they're like, okay. And they take then the bad man and the tracker leap. So that's when he's like, is that when he shoots Reed? And he goes, okay, you can have Reed's cut. And he's like, no, I told you half. I'm not going to tell you mm -hmm. again. Almost as cool as Wonder Woman, where I told you, he's like, no, I said this much. And the guy's like, how about I give yeah. you this? No, this much. And so he's like, fine, you can have half. It's like, okay. And da Daisy had showed up. And they talk to Daisy and I'm like, what are they saying? And they're talking about how they have her kid. And that's why like she had to do what they say. And she's beautiful. She's the most beautiful of all mm -hmm. these women. Uh, I dare be mm -hmm. shallow, but her and then Sandy and then the others. Mm -hmm. um, well, and it makes sense though, with the way he's reacting to her, like, because he's very much like wanting the way her to Dan conform to what his wishes dan hogan yeah 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 like, because he's just reacting like saying well i i did promise you the kid but you know kind of like this yeah he wants know, her to be just, his yeah 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 because he said something else and and you could see he's obsessed with her he doesn't give a fuck about the other woman he could yeah. he could give a shit less but but he's obsessed with her and yeah. and that's why in that moment i was really thinking in those terms of like you know this is very much kind of like this joker like when when he's obsessed about something specific you know yeah. everything else doesn't fucking matter he'll you can be chaotic about everything else but don't fuck with her kind of a thing yeah so. yeah well yeah he's got his logic for certain things that makes no yeah. sense to anybody else um <laughs> so then they all leave now where did daisy go that's my thing like daisy went to get her son i guess and just left and yeah and it was because because I'm watching, yeah, I'm going, which one's Daisy? I'm like, which one got killed in the barn? And then I'm like, okay, well, that's just one of the stagecoach people, that other girl. That was that was the singer girl. Yeah. yeah. The one that sang the Christmas Jingle, Jingle carol Bells, very all, badly. Yeah. Well, it's Italian. Yeah. I don't even know if the Italian. I wanted that to stop. I wanted it to stop. Well, especially when her mouth was barely moving. And it was like, Jingle Bells. And it was like, he's like, sing better. And she's like, okay. Um, and Chip's like, no, stop. <laughs> Um, so then the cops yes. are going to follow. So the, so the Rangers show up to tell the old man, I think his name's John too, isn't it? Or James or Jim, whatever they tell the old man, like, you know, we're going to go. And the old man's like, I'm coming with you. And they're like, no. And he said something and I wrote it down. And then I tried to cut and paste it and it got lost. But what did he say? Mm -hmm. He's like, he's like, Oh, I can't an old, an old fo fogey like yeah, me. Can't he said do I'm anything. feeble. He's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeble and old and I yeah. can't do anything or whatever. Yeah. And then and then that's why you're kind of surprised later when he went to find he's like, I found them, but they were and the Rangers are like, Good thing we found you. He's like, I'd found them already, but I yeah. couldn't do anything. And you're like, Oh, yeah. that's cool. And well, and that's kind of the cool situation because we didn't have to see him throughout the whole movie trying to follow them right. because of yeah. all that bad terrain and everything. Right. It was yeah. just kind of like there they are. He's yeah. asleep. They wake him up and yeah. go, hey. And then it's like, like, oh, did... okay, cool. Like, it was just. Yeah, yeah. You're like, did he go with them? And then mm -hmm. they explain it right there. Like, no, I had already found him. Good thing you yep. guys are here. Okay. And the thing when before, there is that kind of moment when he says something about John Webb. 
And the guy's just, uh, before mm. you know the reveal, the guy goes, tells the ranger, John Webb. He's like, John Webb. Oh, okay. And that's it. And doesn't say like, I know this fucking guy, you know. So it's very cool. Mm. And then John Webb with Klaus Kinski and all them, John Webb's like, let's let the women go. And they're like, no, not mm. till we get to the border. But he's like, I'm going to protect these women. Like, don't worry. They're not going to. And that Sandy is like, they're going to kill you as soon as they get there. Mm. They're going to. And that's what you're thinking. This is a Western. They're not going to give you a hundred or what? A hundred thousand out of the 200, whatever it was. They're not going to give you half. Going to fucking kill yeah. you. So then you cut to, you know, they're in that cave. And that woman goes yeah. over to Dan and she's like, oh, hi, baby. Like, it's time. He's like, I'm going to go do this. And she's like, he's like, be ready to pay when I get back. And she's like, I've always been a servant. I'm a good servant, whatever she says. And he's like, mm. okay. And he, and he checks on his guy. How you doing? Guy's like, I'm good. He's like, how long you got? I got another hour. You know what? I'll go ahead and finish your hour. Why don't you go ahead and go back to my bunk? And he's like, is that okay? Yeah, she ha- make sure she pays you. It's like okay, and then he goes, <laughs> and then tell so and so that I got his watch too, and he can go. And you're like, this guy's a fucking bad guy. I didn't realize yeah. he's a bad person. No, you're like, oh, this is a bad guy. <laughs> very very bad yeah. guy. And so, uh, yeah, sent two guys and took their night watch. Like, and so now they're in the desert again. They're walking. Mm-hmm. I love this. Because where have we seen quicksand chip in the jungle? Have we seen quicksand mm. in the desert? No, except mm. for a sarlacc pit in Return of the Jedi. But uh, <laughs> yeah. that quicksand. But so the girl is like running away, and that's the same one. That and when she's still like kind of in love with him, like she's still like help me, help me, and he's like no. Mm. And I'm thinking when she fell down that hill, that mountain almost. I'm like don't fucking yeah. follow her, just let her go like i'd be like now we got to walk back up this mountain like no (laughs) but he goes down after the other thing funny to me was like i said the whole thing comes full circle with her and her karma and shit Mm -hmm. and just be and her in the mouth on her getting her ass in trouble but the thing is is that she looks right at him and says you know why don't you just fucking kill me now yeah, gonna die anyway. You know, you, you know. Why don't you just fucking you know kill me now? And I'm sitting there going, okay. And then this whole thing happens, and she's like panicking and save me, and I love you, and saying whatever she can, yeah, to yeah. get him to fucking. And he just kind of went, hmm, and just watches her, yeah, slowly yeah, go into the quicksand, yeah. And then what did he say? Something like, "Aren't I a scoundrel?" or some shit like that. And that was it. And it yeah. cuts away, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. And she, and the way it was done was like, I'm like, how did they do that? Like, you know, mm-hmm. she sinks like, you know, it's not like the wicked witch where she walked down a ladder and they made her, you know, this is like yeah. something in the dirt that they did. But anyway, where way cool. And then Dan comes. So they're like, where is he? Let's go back. And that's when they have that argument. I'm not going, you fucking go. And then that's when that guy's like, yeah. I'm in charge. I'll fucking tell us what we're doing. We're going forward. And they go forward and he's like, and the one Sandy goes, is this, we've been here already. He's like, no, all this looks the same. But when they run into Klaus Kinski, I'm like, is he taking them back? And I'm like, no, no, Klaus Kinski was smart enough to know to go around. And so then he goes up to him and he's like, he's like, here's his gun boss. He was going to run. He was going to do it. 
And Klaus Kinski is like, doesn't say anything and just fucking shoots him with that gun. And he just dies right sitting in the belly. Yeah. And he just yeah. dies sitting there. And I'm like, holy shit, that was awesome. Like, it wasn't a, a, a dramatic thing of like, no, you're lying to me. No, I'm not lying, boss. And this whole thing and shoot out, whatever. It was just boom, you're dead. Like you said, almost Joker-ish, like just you're dead. You know, I'm going to kill you with a pencil. Yeah, and that's exactly what I thought of was uh, mm -hmm. when he turns to Bob and says, Bob, gun, yeah. hands him the gun, he shoots yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, poor Bob. Um, God, I love Bob. Um, I love <laughs> that actor. Uh, so so that part was cool. And then he goes back to John. He's like, here's your gun, gives him his gun back, and they continue to walk. And they get to the... And is and it's right before this when, when it's the old man and him talk the old man and the Rangers, and the Rangers are like, oh, John mm -hmm. Webb's real name is John Parsons or Parker, and Parker, yeah. Parker, his name's Parker, <clears throat> and he, you know, uh, Klaus uh, Dan was part of the KKK, and they killed his father and they killed this, and he's like, so he wants revenge, and. He's going to do it in a way he doesn't have proof, but he's going to do it in a way. And you're like, oh, shit. And which you kind of know he might be. But also you're like, what is his through the whole thing? What's his motive? What's he doing? What's he going on? And, you know, he's a good well, guy. And, and the cool thing is the through the whole thing, he's doing this smile. Like mm -hmm. whenever things are kind of going in a certain way where they're like going against each other or whatever, he kind of has this look on his face where he'll smile a little bit. And yeah. I was sitting going, OK, he's just dismantling them slowly yeah. dismantling yeah. this whole crew yeah and yeah. all he has to do is just say the right thing at the right yeah. time mm -hmm. not rock the boat too much like he'll just say no this is what i want he yeah. he doesn't change you know the yeah. plan he at all he's give, like this is yeah, what i want like give for his money he doesn't give any way that way but yeah he mm -hmm. it's all a plan for him to break them up and by the end <laughs> and yeah. and that's the other thing that we forgot to say so in the beginning he's like who who's the rat? How do I know that you guys took the money? And mm -hmm. the guy's like, and so Dan goes to everybody. Did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? They're all like, no, no, no. He's like, <laughs> they're going to lie to you. They're all going to tell you that. And he's like, hmm. And then you're like, who? and it's mm -hmm. a hateful eight again. Who do I trust? Who's lying? Who's the one that's going to poison the coffee? I don't know. And then it gets to the more I think about that chip, that was such, you know, I rated might have rated it too low. That was so good. Hateful Eight. Like all the thing with the him talking to Mexican Bob about the, you know, about, well, you said that she made this already, but this is fresh. And so what happened to her? And then he reveals that Dave got shot and she got shot. Oh, so good. Anyway, so now it's coming to the end. It's Dan Hogan and this other guy and John Webb and Sandy. They're letting Laugh Sandy her. go. Do what? The laugher. That's all I yeah. think about with this yeah. guy. Is he laughs at everything. Like somebody gets shot. He's like, but, ah. that, but that was so cool when, yeah, when he shot that guy with John's gun and that guy dies sitting there, mm. the guy just starts laughing and just like, you know, because these are mm. bad people who don't give a shit about anything. They're only in for them and theirs. Then it gets to the end and he's like, you still haven't found out who betrayed you. And now Dan Hogan's like, fuck, I was going to kill you and take this money and now I don't know. Maybe you're right. Oh, shit. And he's like, he's like, no, no, boss, it wasn't me. And he kills him. So now, like you said, John mm -hmm. Webb is like, I've dismantled everybody. He's the only one left. 
And then he's like, yep. what about the gold? And he's like, what do you mean? And he goes, said something about Daisy. And he fucking tears open all those boxes. That poor horse at the end that he's holding on to the main, he's trying to stand up because he keeps yeah. falling over and he's holding and the horse is like, like breathing out. But anyway, knocks over all the boxes, cuts them with his knife and realizes that they're not real gold. And he's like, yeah. he's like, but he opens all four boxes to check and he's like, motherfucker. And well, and it was funny because I, I love the consistency of this because they use the same, you know, they're using the same horses basically throughout this whole thing. Because earlier on when they he had told them, you need to get off the horses and we need to walk them. Yeah. And when he goes over and he's acting all crazy, he grabs the reins and he kind of whips them a little bit too much, too hard. And the, the horse pulls back like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. And so he's having an issue trying to get that horse to follow him at first yeah. and, they, and they panned over and let, and watched the other people and he kind of slowly catches up to him. But yeah. at first he's losing control of that horse. Yeah. And now you got this horse at the end and he's trying to open up those boxes and it's pulling away from him and he's yeah. fighting with it, but it was realistic. It was like, yeah. okay, this horse does well, not like you. Well, there <laughs> so. was that one too. They were coming down just as a realistic thing. They were coming down that hill and the one horse got in front of the camera. Cause he started mm -hmm. going this way and the guy comes back and grabs a horse and pulls him back. Yeah. And you're like, that's like, you know, realistic and cool. And so then there's no gold. So now he's mad and he goes to run at John. Mm -hmm. And this part's mm -hmm. cool because you don't see this. Maybe in a more modern movie, you would see somebody run at somebody and shoot. He's just running at him, unloading his revolver yeah. on him and misses or whatever. And then John Webb shoots him and he falls over and he's dead, not blinking not i'm like oh my god like just right there in the foreground and john webb in the background really cool shot and he's dead and john webb is like okay go ahead well and what, what was cool about this is the plan because it wasn't just the dismantling he knew that once he told him about the gold and he started checking it he was gonna freak out and, and he was already gone he was already running away yeah. by the time he's at the end of it and he's figuring this out and he turns around and he's running away but he had told him that the girl that left had his gun. He gave her his gun. And he's like, that was a stupid yeah, thing to do. But right. he didn't. He had the gun yeah, hidden he, he behind some rocks. Rock. So yeah. he knew that he was going to freak out. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. he had just enough time to get to those rocks yeah. to get his gun. Almost a John Woo moment where he hit all the guns and better tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And uh, but yeah, it's like, yeah, he goes back for that gun and he comes running at him and he just shoots him. And he kills him. And then he goes, John goes to leave and he's ready to leave. And she, and he's like, here's the body. You can take him away and you can go to California and go to New York, whatever you want with his bounty money. And then yep. she's like, she's like, no, I'm going to end what we also forgot. But if you saw the movie, you know, before he kills him, he explains who he is. He's like, yeah. I'm Parker. You kill. And he's like, oh, you motherfucker. And uh, he's like, Parker, and he's like angry at the whole family. I don't know why. Um, yeah. And then. Um, well, it, it kind of set it up earlier because um, <clears throat> because of him being part of the KKK mm -hmm. and he and they made comments about him being a Yankee. Oh, right. And him yeah. being a Southerner and how he hated him and everything. And he was and he was and he would make comments of like, well, if you we would have done this or that or whatever and talking yeah. about the, yeah, the wars. Saw, yeah, know, I forgot. Yeah, he saw the Constitution and he was like, Oh, you're one of them, you know. Yeah. Kind of a 
kind of poignant yeah. for today where people are, oh this is who you are no yeah. it's not who i am just whatever so then he kills him tells her take the body you can take dan hogan she's mm -hmm. like okay and which dan hogan when i think about it, i kept thinking why does this name sound familiar i think it sounds like somebody in a sitcom like dan like the hogan family dan hogan that's yeah, probably his name the hogan name. family yeah but yeah valerie um, yeah so he tells her to go and um, you're the only other person that knows that is Valerie. Like you even talk to Jason Bateman and he would be like, oh, it's a Hogan family. Anyway, um, so <laughs> yeah. so the uh, uh, everybody look it up. We're not going to explain it. Um, so yeah. so then she's like, no. And she gives Dan Hogan to the old man, to her uncle. And then she's like, I'm going with you. Mm -hmm. And she jumps on the horse and they ride away. And but he's kind of like, I yeah. didn't want you dragging along. But also it's that revenge thing. <laughs> it's like after you have your revenge, like, what do you do now? Like you've avenged your family. Now, what do you do? Mm -hmm. But I thought it was really good. Well, go and you can understand that she would want to go with the good guy. She would want to go with the one that yeah. did all of this. Yeah. To avenge. Yeah. And, you know, well, like and she'd probably she'd probably say, I don't want to be stuck with this old man. I want to go with the guy that's, you know. And protect her, me for the rest her, of my life and her thing in the beginning where she was like i think he's a good guy then when he's like i'm gonna be with the bad guys and mm -hmm. she's like i thought you were something but you're not and fuck you and da 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 we put a lot of mm -hmm. f's in this but there were no f's mm -hmm. in this movie uh fuck you and blah 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 yeah there and were. now and now the whole arc of her being like oh you are a good guy you are what i thought you were and now yes i want to go with you mm -hmm. i want company and da 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 and then it ends and that's the end finn fine whatever it said and mm -hmm. I like yeah. this. We'll get to it. Yeah. Um, I liked it a lot. I think I was maybe expecting it would be a little better, but I really liked it mm -hmm. uh, more. I think about it. Uh, reviews. The Spaghetti Western database calls the film a thoroughly interesting mystery thriller disguised as a Western and representative of, quote, one of the best examples of the forgotten gems of the Spaghetti Western. On the other hand, Italian film critic Paolo Merghetti criticized the film, calling it, quote, an absolutely conventional Western with a Kinski to the minimum of his actorial capabilities, unquote. Uh, I don't think so. Have you watched the movie? Mm. Like, that was, yeah. I've seen two that I can recall because I saw The Great Silence in this one of Klaus Kinski, and he's good mm. in both. This one, though, yeah, he yeah. was maniacal and, like, unhinged so, yeah. um our star rating system here is one to five five being the best so uh is it my turn to go yes uh i rate this movie three and a half out of five stars uh what do you give it yeah i was kind of in between the three three and a half kind of a situation yeah. just because like it was kind of the slow burn kind of a thing and right. like i did appreciate later on understanding who he was and realizing okay he's dismantling them for a reason but you didn't know the reason until yeah. way late like right it kind of would have been cool to know a little early on right when what, they like right when really... he, when he says john webb then the uncle should have yeah. been like why do you know him and then he explains it instead of waiting yeah 
maybe because i know it's cool because it's supposed to be the reveal but at the same time i'm like you know it would have been cool to know why he's dismantling them and why he's doing it and you're like oh shit this is what he's doing and kind of being all involved so now it's more of a let's watch it again right situation and see all that cool but yeah yeah. i could see that um and you watch this on youtube or did you buy it okay because um no i did it on youtube um on the free it did, it did quite a few commercials like it a stop did, but, commercial kind of situation. but not as many as like i i tried to watch uh when we did master's touch i tried to watch that on mm-hmm. there and it had a lot of commercials and i was like this is too much like forget it this one had they were spread yeah. out a little bit so they were okay um yeah would you and that was my thing with the rating i was almost like like uh like what peter said like give a five out of ten like right in the middle and I'm like, I don't think three because it's better. It's got more to it than a regular, mm-hmm. excuse me, a regular spaghetti Western. It's got a little yeah. more. There was some good stuff put in there and it had a bulky story, like pretty cool. And it was cool how it started out and you're like, what's going on? And then you're like, oh, I got it. Like within 10 yeah. minutes, you're like, okay, I get it now. Um, would you buy this movie, rent it or find it for free? Which, and what I mean by this, it's funny that Chip and I don't own any of these movies <clears> that <throat> we've done so far. I own Mighty P. King Man. And I've always said I should buy the original Taken Pelham 1, 2, 3. And I never do. I need mm-hmm. to. But that's my thing of if we would rewatch these, if they're good enough where we're like, oh, we should have bought that. Like, that'd be good to buy. Um, or rent it like is it good for like if you told somebody to get it and it wasn't free on youtube would you say rent it or look for it on youtube yeah i would say to rent it just because at this point comparatively i would say to rent it mm-hmm. because of you know what i've actually seen yeah for all i know though we can get to the point of seeing you know watching uh, uh, some of these movies that are at the top of his list yeah you know uh, that was at the top of that 20 yeah. movie list and be like holy crap movie. this is what yeah you know yeah and that's yeah. my thing too when you're, when you're when you're comparatively looking at that it's right. kind of like eh. that's what's interesting with our rating system for these other movies when yeah. chip and i were doing the other podcast it was more easier to these are kind of modern movies maybe they were from the 80s uh you know uh smoking the bandit five stars almost a perfect movie mm-hmm. just like back to the future you know all those but then you get to these and you're like well i'm gonna rate them high but maybe not as high as i would like whatever uh fableman's but i'm gonna rate it you know yeah so it's kind of different but uh yeah i think i would i think i would tell people to rent it or watch it for free first and then if you were really a big fan of these like to see it but i did really like it you know so and it looked good it was so i was like I was like, I'm glad that it's probably the best one that we've seen so far. Like Rolling yeah, Thunder was, was a little whited out, yeah. was a little uh, uh, washed out. Um, yeah. The worst one that we saw was The Master's Touch. Yeah. Um, Mighty yeah. King Man looked good, but this one were, and and the Taking Pelham and Killers, but they, <laughs> they all look good. But this one looked the yeah. best. It was crisp. It was clear. It was it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, are you ready for? Phil for my yeah Phil's film favorite of the week. Yes. All right. It's John Wick chapter four. Oh. Uh from twenty. All the killing. So 
yeah so i'm sure a lot of people did this i was like hey honey let's go see john wick chapter four i said i mm. work on monday i'm working extra but let's go on tuesday she's like okay so we watched john wick one john wick two john wick three and then went inside john wick four yeah it's a lot of killing a lot of uh choreographed killing and um yeah. but it was good the plot john wick uncovers a path of defeating the high table but before he can earn his freedom, Wick must face off against a new enemy with powerful alliances across the globe and forces that turn old friends into foes. So this had Donnie Yen in it. I don't know if you know Donnie Yen. It had, remember mm -hmm. weeks ago, I was talking about this Michelle Yeoh movie that I saw called Royal Fuck. Michelle Yeoh movie where the beginning was a hijacking on a plane and they all took him down and one guy was a Japanese cop. And he was a guy from Bullet yeah. Train, the guy with the goatee. That guy is in this movie. And he plays like nice. John Wick's old friend. And then Donnie Yen in Japan. And then Donnie Yen is like his old friend. And then there's this black mm -hmm. guy who's a tracker who they kind of become friends. It's like really cool. So it's all this cool stuff. Don, Donnie, Yen. Donnie Yen was the blind guy in Rogue One. Rogue One, yeah. And he's blind in this movie too. My yeah. wife's like, is he really blind? I go, no, he's nice. amazing is what he is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I gave this four and a half stars. It was weird because, so nice. I'm rating this on Letterbox. This is how Letterbox goes one to five. I try yeah. to get Chip on Letterbox. He refuses. Um, but yeah. Letterbox one to five. And I give this four and a half. And I gave number three. I think I gave four. And I gave the other two four, four and a half, one and two or four and a half. You know, some people might say mm. that this one's five or whatever, but I said, ah, oh, four and a half. You ready to tell them what's coming up next? Oh, yeah. All right. Come back next week on April 7th for. Chung King Express, 1994. It's uh, it was one that came out on the when he did Rolling Thunder's pictures, and he was releasing those movies. Chung King mm -hmm. Express was a Wong Kar Wai movie. Here's a trailer. If I can find one in English, here it is. On the streets of Hong Kong, a mysterious woman, a young cop, and an innocent dreamer are about to meet, where mystery and romance collide. Miramax Films and Rolling Thunder Pictures present Wong Kar Wai's Chung King Express. Time Magazine calls it a delicious romance. A knockout, terrifically stylish, raves the Los Angeles Times. And LA Weekly calls it a genuine wonder, intoxicating from first frame to last.
Nanking Express, a film by Wong Kar Wai. All right, Chip, what is this movie about? I think it's a love story. Yeah, it says two melancholy Hong Kong policemen fall in love, one with a mysterious female underworld figure and the other with a beautiful and ethereal waitress at a late night restaurant he frequents. Interesting. So I saw this a long time ago because... When Tarantino came out, everybody's like, what else does he like? And I was one of those. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I need to see all these movies. Well, except Mighty P. King Man. I was like, that looks silly. And I watched that years later as I explained on the Mighty P. King Man one. But this one was, I said, let me watch it. And I watched it expecting something. And then I was like, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, it's not what I thought. And so I'm sure now mm -hmm. when I watch it, I'll get more out of it, which will be cool. Oh, okay. Um, do you want me to read what? letterbox says about it before you read what you were going to say oh i was just going to say it's on hbo max oh sweet yep. um it says uh here on uh, letterbox what a difference a day makes two melancholic hong kong policemen fall in love one with a mysterious underworld figure the other with a beautiful mm -hmm. and ethereal server of a late night restaurant he frequents it was exactly normally it's not exactly what chip says but this time it was so if you do not have HBO Max, let's see where it is. It's uh, a Criterion channel, or you can rent it on YouTube, Apple, Amazon, or Vudu, or you could buy it on YouTube, Apple, Vudu, and Amazon. Sweet. So there you go, everybody. I cannot wait. This will be fun. And I like that they're all different. I fucking love mm. that. So far... You know, we had the first one was a revenge, a matic. Second one was like an Italian heist film. The third one mm -hmm. was uh, Mysterians, right? Was like a weird, like yeah. alien monster thing. And then like we had the killers and we had Taking Apollo 1, 2, 3. Like you had a noir and you had a, another heist film, but an American heist film. And then mm -hmm. you had... Um, Whatever, and then just now we did spaghetti western, and before that we did a grindhouse movie. Like, so mm -hmm. it was cool. So I love yeah. it. Thank you for joining us. We hope you had fun and maybe learned something about a movie that may have had a part in making Tarantino. Goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs>